Rob is going to be the greatest Jeopardy host of all time. Well, and there's only two of them. He's going to have to be. It's either that or he plays for the Green Bay Packers because they're not good. I guess, yeah. Well, if Aaron Rodgers is the host of Jeopardy, he'll have one thing to reminisce about his time with the Green Bay Packers. He won't be in a position to win the game. <laughs> um, you know what? Aaron Rodgers, he's unhappy. If he's truly that unhappy, my advice to the Green Bay Packers front office, trade him. You already drafted his replacement last year anyway. You might as well trade him. You're going to get picks. You'll get players. You'll get whatever you want for Aaron Rodgers. But this is about pride. About pride? It's a Green Bay, Wisconsin, man. Working class people. Snow. Snow removal companies. I don't know. Maybe a Walmart. A Kroger. You know? Aaron Rodgers represents the Packers just about as well as Brett Favre represents, you know, progressive qualities. It just it, he's not built for that city. He's been faking it the whole time. Yeah, it's he never wanted to be drafted there in the first place. He got drafted there. He he's been the face of the franchise for 13 years. He's won a Super Bowl. It's 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 a done deal. Goodbye. Like it's been a fun time. You gave us some good memories, some of the greatest Hail Marys of all time. Just move on. Both parties should just move on. Another thing like I'm not even say that. And welcome to the podcast, Dan Much <laughs> Football Podcast, episode six. And we're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers anymore. We're going to talk about the draft. Yes, that so, happened. So yeah, so we're here. We are on. Uh, it's it's Friday, April thirtieth, as we're recording. Uh, so we are one day removed from the first round of the draft. Um, as this episode goes live, rounds two and three will commence, and then of course the next day we'll see four through seven. I gotta say, round one of the NFL draft this year, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. Good to see the fans back. Good to see Goodell, you know, with the players interacting Getting booed. again. I love it. It it felt normal again. You know, last year Goodell was in his basement doing it on Zoom. It was really weird. This year we're back. Uh, things seem normal. Roger Goodell, like the way he talks, it makes me think he has CTE and he's never taken a hit in his life. Yeah, I mean he's um he's not the best speaker in the world, but uh, hey, you know what? I think uh, I think. Last night, the fans just felt like this was a great place. Football's back. Next year, we're going to get fans back in stadiums more often. It's going to be an awesome time. So much optimism, too, because 31 of their teams are going to fucking suck and not going to win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. That's the best thing about NFL fans. It's like, well, this year's the year. This year's the year. You said that about, you know, you say that about everything, but it's never the year for most of you. Exactly. If you're a diehard fan, you're always going to think it's your it's your year, but 31 of you will lose. Yeah. And you know, and you know what you're going to say? Next year is the year. Exactly. And that's okay. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to. Uh, so today, Austin and I are going to kind of dive into round one. We're going to give our grades, our thoughts. Um, some some picks we'll just kind of skip. Well, we won't skip, but we'll, we'll give you we'll a get, grade. And we'll be like, okay. And we'll move on. Yeah. But there's some that we will probably talk about. Um, Austin. We, we should start with the number one pick, which is a perfect example of we'll get it next year because they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, the Jags, um, and I've said this before, I think the Jags have made a very nice, quiet offseason. They've, they've added some weapons. Now they have three legit running backs, which we'll talk about the third running back that they have now later on as we talk about the first round. Um, but, of course, the Jags go Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. We all knew it was coming. This wasn't a shock. Urban Meyer has been high on Trevor Lawrence ever since he was an analyst for Fox. Um, and now that he's the head coach of the Jags, it was just a done deal before it was even, you know, before the draft even got here. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, when, like, the video went to him and his family, he looked like the kid whose last name starts with A at the high school graduation. He's been waiting the whole time. He, he went up, he did his thing, and he has to watch everybody else. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. This is stupid. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I couldn't think of a better analogy. 
And, uh, you know, good for Trevor Lawrence. He deserves it. He is legitimately one of the greatest prospects I think we've ever seen. A lot of people said he was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Some people said the best prospect since John Elway. Whatever your belief is on Trevor Lawrence, I think we can all agree that he's probably going to be a stud. Oh, yeah. I, he, he's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. So I, I would say if we we're going to give a grade, I'd give it an A for Trevor it's, Lawrence. It's easy A. Easy A. They didn't mess up. Yeah, and so we're not going to talk about Trevor Lawrence too much. Again, we, we already know what was happening. Another pick we already knew that was going to happen, number two, the New York Jets bring in quarterback from Brigham Young University, Zach Wilson. Interesting. Austin, what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson, the Jets organization, and how they may fare in this next upcoming season? He's somewhat between, you know, like, awesome pro day and Mitchell Trubisky light. I think this was Justin Fields. He should have been picked second. He's like everything leading up to like a month ago is Justin Fields. And then Zach Wilson's like, I can smile and throw a football. And the Jets are like, oh shit, we got to get this guy. I see you, you bring him in initially. Uh, sorry. You bring up an interesting point. Um, Justin Fields for a long time was the number two quarterback in this draft. And then out of nowhere, he just kind of fell off and people were like, oh, Mac Jones or oh, Trey Lance and oh, Zach Wilson. It's like, where I mean, and it's not like we heard anything bad about Justin Fields. I just I wonder where the disconnect happened. It's probably smoke, smoke screen. Someone maybe the Bears were putting out a lot some fake info about Justin Fields. I don't know. But hopefully he does good. I my grade for Zach Wilson, I'd give it a I'd give it a B. I'd give He's it still good. I'd give it somewhere between a B and undecided. And that's just because as we've said on this podcast before, it's not like the competition that he had in college was very thick. So now that he's playing for a really shitty organization, you know, we'll see how he really fares. Oh, yeah. Well, then we go to third, you know, the mystery. We've all been waiting for the answer. We thought it was going to be Mac Jones. They made the better decision. They didn't get Mac Jones, thankfully, and they got Trey Lance. Solid pick. Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I was watching the draft. I got to the third pick, and I thought, here we go, Mac Jones. And then they said Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. And I thought, oh, my God, they just fooled everybody. And I don't know if Kyle Shanahan lost because we know Kyle Shanahan was high on Mac Jones in the front office of the 49ers or high on Trey Lance. Or I don't know if it was just Kyle Shanahan just throwing a smokescreen and saying, now I'm going to get Mac Jones. He didn't. Trey Lance is there. This offense is already incredible. They're adding a quarterback who's dual threat. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, like Jimmy G is stairs. Trey Lance is an escalator. Love that. That's a good analogy. <laughs> That's dumb. I'm going to fucking punch myself in the face for saying that. So at number four, the um, Atlanta Falcons pick tight end Kyle Pitts. The best non-quarterback in the draft. You know, a lot of people said overall he was the number one, you know, overall player. It was him and Trevor Lawrence. Where Everybody said that. Of course, the Jets and, and the Niners didn't need to uh, address a new tight end, so they went quarterback. That's smart. Um, I thought Atlanta might go Penny Sewell. I thought they might go with a maybe uh, Rashawn Slater, um, but here we are. They got Kyle Pitts. You know, I don't know if the Falcons are going to be all that good, but I'll tell you what: in the red zone, watch out. Falcons are lipstick on a pig right now. They just bought their lipstick in the fourth pick of the draft, and he's going to have some highlights. But they're still going to be the bottom of the barrel team. It doesn't solve any issues at all. But uh, I, I'm glad they didn't go quarterback because there's no reason to draft a quarterback when Matt Ryan is the highest paid quarterback for the next two seasons, or at least yeah. top three highest paid. Oh, real quick. We didn't give Trey Lancer grade. I give that a B plus. I will also give it a B plus. Um, and it, we'll see. Uh, I, I hope he does well. You know, Carson Wentz came out of North Dakota State and, you know, he's, he's fell off these last couple seasons, but he had about one or two years where he really lit the world on fire. And I hope Trey Lance is the same thing. So, great for Kyle Pitts? A+. plus. 
I mean, a plus. I won't give the Falcons an A plus. I'll give the draft an A plus because Pitts is worth an A plus. The Falcons should have gone something else. I'm gonna give it an A plus either way because that tight end is a game changer. I'm gonna give it a B because I don't think he would make as big of a difference as maybe like Panesuo would have. Fair enough. Fair enough. So number five, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Your thoughts, Austin? I uh, they should just start. Um preparing joe burrow's other knee for surgery now um sweet yeah he's gonna have someone better to throw to but you know like my thoughts yesterday was jamar chase is just gonna be jerry judy after burrow gets hurt inevitably again he's gonna be running beautiful routes with no one to throw the ball to him um they have they should have went o-line they should have went with an o-line on this position prove me wrong man so, with that said, you're great on Jamar Chase and the pick from the Bengals. D. D. Okay. I'm going to go C, and just because I think he was legitimately the best receiver in the draft, I don't think the Bengals made the right choice here. But, in their defense, Joe Burrow now has a receiver he's familiar with. So, I mean, that might help. It's like changing the oil in your car when you're actually out of gas. I love... Dude, you're on Analogy Central today. <laughs> hey, it's it's Analogy episode, man. You know, so let's go to six. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, going to Miami. Miami didn't have any glaring needs with this pick, but they definitely pulled the trigger on a, a pick I'm excited about. But let's see if Tua can actually make it happen. He has so many people to throw it to now. Can he do it? Can he do the job? A lot of good news here is that Jalen Waddle joins a team that has Devontae Parker, and they added uh, what was the, the Will Will Fuller from the Texans. They add they have uh, Marcus or Mike Gesicki back, the the tight end, and now Tua has a wide receiver that just like Burrow, Tua is familiar with Jalen Waddle. They they played together at Alabama. They had a lot of success together, and uh, this is good for a young quarterback. I have an interesting question for you here. Okay. Compare this team to another team who has a scary offense we just talked about. If you were a young quarterback, would you rather play for the Dolphins with all of their weapons or the Falcons with all of their weapons? Well, the Falcons have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and now Kyle Pitts, and I love that. But I'd rather play for the Dolphins, and here's why. The Dolphins went 10-6 and last year and missed mm-hmm. by a game and a half. I mean, dude... The Dolphins were so were playoff ready. If they would have been the playoffs, I'm not saying they would have won, but if they would have played the Bills instead of the Colts. You know, instead of the Colts playing the Bills, it would have been Dolphins-Bills. And honestly, a third game against the Bills, they could have beaten them. They could have beaten them. Oh, 100%. I mean, think about your reads there, okay? You can get to your fourth read, and you still got a stud to throw the ball to. I mean, Will Fuller. Man, I, I forgot he was on the team. I was like, this is a solid pick. And then I was like... Oh, they got Will Fuller, too. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, Will Fuller becomes the best number three wide receiver in the NFL. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was still on the team, I'd pick him to win the Super Bowl, man. Let's go. <laughs> Fitzmagic. <laughs> um, okay, so at number seven, a historic pick, because for the first time ever, seven straight picks came from the same side of the ball. Interesting, interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. So all the first seven picks were all offensive players. Of course, offensive tackle from Oregon, Penny Sewell, who sat out 2020. So we really haven't seen him play since 2019, but... He was one of the highly, most highly sought-after offensive linemen maybe ever. Uh, he definitely top 10. He's legit. The Bengals, they fucked up. Yeah. I got a buddy who's a Lions fan before the draft. He said, I just hope Penny Sewell drops to 7. I said, you're crazy. He's not going to. Well, I ate my words, man. The Lions got him. That's a solid pick. It's the a Lions solid made pick. a good pick. They had someone fall in their lap, and they pulled the trigger on, on, a, on a need and a player that could be a, a Lion his whole career. 
Yeah, that's a solid pick. I have nothing else to give. Oh, you know what? I guess my grade on Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah, we forgot. I'll, I'll give Jalen Waddle an A. I'll give Penny Sewell an A. Yeah, Jalen Waddle, A+. Plus. Game changer. Sure. Penny Sewell, A+. Plus. I hate the Lions, but I also feel bad for them. So it's nice to see something happen to that city. Don't get used to it. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay, next. Yeah, J.C. Horn to the Carolina Panthers. So he doesn't have to travel far. Of course, he went to South Carolina. Now he's just going to the Carolina That's probably Panthers. why they picked him. You know, yeah. they, they, Transportation's expensive, man. Uh, this surprised a lot of people um, because people had Patrick Sertain higher. Um, you know, they had Asante Caleb Samuel Farley. Jr., yeah. I, I think a lot of people had, did have J.C. Horn above Asante Samuel Jr., but they didn't have him above Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertain. So this surprised me a little bit. I thought Caleb Farley, even with his injuries, I think I thought he would have been the first corner off yeah. off the board. So maybe there's something they see in him. Maybe there's a, a scheme difference that we haven't looked into. Yeah, but, J.C. Horn could be a very good slot corner. So, yeah, I mean... I'm I'm not gonna give it a bad grade because he still has to prove himself, but I give it a B. Yeah, I'll give it a B. So at number nine, the Denver Broncos go corner. They go uh, Patrick Sertain the second from Alabama. Of course, his dad also played in the NFL. Um, huge huge moment for the whole Sertain family. Good for them. Patrick Sertain the second from Alabama. Now, one thing Nick Saban has done is he's produced some excellent defensive players who made it very very big on the next level. I think the only way the Broncos could have done better with this pick is trade it for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, and then and then and then maybe the the Packers go uh, Patrick Sertain. I think maybe he still goes. He could play quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I think they would have kept Jordan Love, but I like your idea. I, I like that. I like this pick. I go, I'll um, give it an A. Yeah, I give it an A. Um, sticking in Alabama, next the defending Heisman Trophy winner. Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama, goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. My favorite thing about this was the Philadelphia Eagles, knowing that the Giants at 11 were going to take Devontae Smith. They called, out of all teams, the Cowboys. And they're like, you want to trade picks? On a normal day, the Cowboys would have told them to go fuck themselves. But they they knew, well, we could fuck over the Giants. So they did it. That proves who really hates who the most. I think Jerry Jones probably thought, well, I really want to draft uh, another receiver, but I know that uh, my fan base uh, wouldn't uh, like that. <laughs> no, he, he was taking a fucking piss in the bathroom, and his assistant was like, yeah, yeah, take the pick. Take the pick. He's going to take Devontae Smith. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's probably true. So I'll give this an A as well. I think this fits for Alabama, or, uh, for Philadelphia. I think they need a wide receiver. I think young Jalen Hurts and old Joe Flacco need somebody good to throw to. They got it. I give it a B because I just think that the no pick could give them more than a B. They need so much. If they If they had the first 10 picks... Okay, but there's a lot of needs. <laughs> so, follow, oh, oh, go the ahead. The big boy now. This one's exciting. To number 11, Bears trading up. You know, the Giants didn't have their wide receiver anymore. Justin Fields going to Chicago. You know what this told me about uh, the Giants what? more than anything? It, it told me that they weren't desperate for anybody. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But you know who is desperate? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, uh, Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State, did not look very happy to be a bear. <laughs> well, he's probably, you know, he thought, damn, Andy Dalton is so fucking good. How am I going to break on to be the QB1? He's stressing. He's like, I don't think I have the talent to beat the Red Goat. 
and it's going to be tough. We'll see if he has the talent. I think he does. I'd put a hundred bucks down that by week three Justin Fields is the starter. <laughs> I would put a hundred bucks down that by week three Justin Fields is taking the reins. Yeah, I. God, I feel so bad for him, but maybe he's going to be the one. He honestly, he just has to be average to be the best quarterback in Chicago Bears history. Yeah, I mean, right now Jay Cutler holds that uh, that amazing achievement. <laughs> Yeah, Jay Cutler is essentially the Adam Gase of quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on Adam Gase. Yeah, but so I give this pick an A. Honestly, I give it an A because the Bears really needed it. They made a big move. Solid. I'm going to give it a B um, just because I'm not as high on Justin Fields as I am other quarterbacks in the draft. And I know the quarterbacks I was higher on had been picked by now, but I'm just, ah, Justin Fields, it's fine. It's whatever. He's a tough, tough dude. Now to 12, you know, the Cowboys get their pick. They get Micah Parsons. Solid pick. I think they should have taken a corner. Um, It's only a solid pick because Micah Parsons is an absolute beast. But does that mean they're worried about Leighton Van Der Esch's health? His injury history? Yeah. I mean, Van Der Esch is a beast. Micah Parsons, uh, linebacker, Penn State, he adds just more depth, I think, to a, a Cowboys defense that I agree needed some secondary, but... You know what? If they're going to pack up their front seven, good for them. I, I, I do think that the Cowboys have a higher glass ceiling this upcoming season with a healthy Dak than they had before. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I'll give this I'll give this a, a B- just because anything with Dallas right now, I'm, I can't give a high grade. Yeah, I give it a C plus. Fair enough. So next, the Chargers solve an issue at uh, tackle, and they get Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, the second-best tackle on the board. And not just a tackle. He can play every single position. Yeah. Every single position on that O-line. I love that pick. Justin Herbert gets some more protection. You know, Brian Balaga, he sneezes sometimes, pulls his hamstring. <laughs> get someone out there who can be on the field for every game, you know. And I'm excited to see Justin Herbert work this this, yeah. uh, this year. It's a nice young team. I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the Chargers. Nice young team. Herbert's a really good quarterback, and uh, getting him more protection. I mean, look, you see what hop- happens in Cincinnati when you have the right connection or right uh, protection. Yeah, Bur- Burrow go down, goes down, and, and Herbert becomes the best rookie of the year last year, really, um, in terms of quarterback. It's true. I'll go let you have this one so you'd say the name. So at 14, the Jets trade it up. They get a guard from USC, and I'm going to butcher the first name. I, I think it's Elijah. Al- Oliveira, you know. I, I think it says Elijah. I mean, I think it's Elijah with an A instead of an E. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big USC fan, and I'm not a big offensive lineman fan, so I don't know Elijah Vera Tucker very, very well. But good for the Jets. I mean, obviously they saw something in him. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a need. They traded up as better than what the Jags did with their second pick. We'll get to that. Yeah, uh, this was hey, this was a fine pick. I, I I'm gonna give it an undecided grade because I don't know how good he is. I really don't. Yeah, same. Hey, now we get to the exciting stuff right here. Kyle's bona fide favorite quarterback <laughs> drafted in the last ten years was not Mac Jones, but he got picked 15th by the New England Patriots. How do you feel about that? Well, like I told you last night when this pick happened, I texted you. I said I don't like Mac Jones. I don't think he's gonna be good, but best case scenario for a rookie quarterback to be coached by the GOAT, Bill Belichick. 100%. Yeah, I feel, I mean, Justin Fields had the shit route. Mac Jones had the, you know, the white carpet rolled out for him. I'm going to give it an F. Fuck Mac Jones. (laughs) An F for fuck. I'll give it a C for Cam Newton apparently is the week one starter. Uh, Okay, so at number 16, Zaven Collins, linebacker Tulsa. Going to be honest with you. Never watched a Tulsa game in my life unless they were playing Iowa State, so I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of 
uh, Canada. It's not like Arizona has been great at drafting uh, Canada. Tulsa's in Oklahoma. I know. I'm just it's kidding. not like Arizona's been great at drafting defensive players. I mean, now outside of like Patrick Peterson, so I could care less. Arizona just has trouble, you know, in this offseason. There's no one in the draft that was over 30 that they could have picked to complement all the other people who are over 30 on their team. Yeah, that's smart. That's true. You know, number 17, the Raiders with the we do whatever the fuck we want pick, Alex Leatherwood. Now, he's a tackle from Alabama. Now, here's my thing with Alex Leatherwood. He's not a fast wide receiver. So, Surprise. The, the Raiders definitely went off script here. Look at his 40 time. Is he the fastest tackle? He, he might as well be. He's the be Raiders the, picked him. He's going to be the gunner. If Al Davis was still alive, Rondale Moore would have gone 17 overall. <laughs> Um, all right. 18, Jalen Phillips, uh, an edge from Miami, uh, goes to Miami. Um, so he doesn't have to travel far. He's going from Miami to Miami. The Dolphins get another defensive weapon. Another guy I'm not super familiar with. I didn't watch a lot of ACC football last year. As you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast before, we're not huge college football nerds. Maybe we should be. We're working on it. Yeah. So good for them. I'm going to give, uh, I'll give Alex Leatherwood and Jalen Phillips each, uh, undecided. Yeah, undecided until we get to somebody I know. Let's just be honest. Fair enough, yeah. 19, Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky. Undecided. Um, undecided, but I did watch film on him last night when mm. they showed it on uh, the NFL Network's version of the draft or whatever. Dude, looks like a really, really good linebacker. I mean, this might really work for, for Washington. What does Washington do? Is there a 4-3 or a 3-4? Uh, what did Rivera... Well, does Rivera, Chase Young line up on the... Rivera runs a 3-4 normally? Oh, so this is another edge rusher pair him along with chase young well i think jamin plays in the middle oh so if he's playing in the middle it's more just a guy to kind of cover the the you know the cover two zones and and maybe play man-to-man on a tight end but mm. um yeah again this this goes back to us just not being huge college football fans so we get uh, to 20 Darius tony wide receiver yeah another uh wide receiver goes this one from the university of florida he's a little fellow isn't he yeah, uh, yeah, he's not a very big dude. Um, but the the Giants obviously wanted a wide receiver. They didn't get Devontae Smith, so they they were probably just like, "Who is Mac Jones's uh, college QB comparison?" It's Kyle Trask, you know. Let's pick the wide receiver he was throwing to make uh, make Jones a little more comfortable. Yeah, Tony is only six feet tall. Um, you know, in, in this in this league, when you're like six three, six four, that's when you become like more scary. I think at six feet, we'll see what he does. No, 21 will let you take this away. 21, my, my Colts take an edge rusher from Michigan, Quiddy Pay. Now, I watch if I watch college football, it's Big Ten or Big 12. Um, and so I, I did watch Quiddy Pay last year. This dude's he's legit. I, I think the Colts didn't have a lot they had to address. I mean, there's some things they could have stacked, and edge rusher is one of them. I think he joins DeForest Buckner and the maniac Darius Leonard, uh, Darius Leonard on a very good front seven. So I'm excited for the Colts. And they can finally put Justin Houston in the nursing home? Yeah, I mean, that dude's like 115 years old now. So I'll give Quiddy Pay an A just because of the few issues the Colts really need to resolve. They, they resolved one. Solid pick. No, number 22, Caleb Farley. Cornerback going to the Tennessee Titans. Solid pick. Titans secondary was garbage last year. Great pick. How do you feel about a little bit of rivalry between the Colts and the Titans here picking up Caleb Farley? When Caleb Farley fell that far right before the Titans pick, I looked at my wife and I said she didn't care. She she could care less about the draft. But I looked at her and I said the Titans are going to take Caleb Farley, and they did. So um, good for them. I mean that they needed it. So. Yeah, a for me. Um, sticking in Virginia Tech, next a tackle from Virginia Tech, Christian Derisaw goes to the Minnesota Vikings. 
Your thoughts? You know, that's just another Christian in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> like, there isn't enough. Oh, my God. Everybody names their kid Christian in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, man. Good stuff. I fucking stuff. hate Minnesota, dude. Good stuff. Um, at 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers go running back. They take Najee Harris from Alabama. This replaces James Conner and Le'Veon Bell over the last couple of years. Um, not surprised that this was the first running back pick. Yeah, they they needed it. I mean, Big Ben's going to have to get used to someone fast to hand the ball off to. He's going to be a little slow because he's been handing it to James Conner. And, you know, hopefully James Conner does good in Arizona, but he's slow. This was a good replacement. Najee Harris is... Dude, dude's legit. I mean, he he was on a very prolific offense last year in Alabama, and I think he's going to carry that over into his NFL career. I like it. 25. Travis Etn, Clemson running back. Now, the Jags, uh, I'm shocked they went running back here because they already have James Robinson, who went undrafted last year and then had over 1,000 yards. Great year. Um, They also got Carlos Hyde this offseason. So now they have three running backs. Like, what the fuck do you do with three running backs? One for each down, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a bad pick. I, it's it, he's a great running back. Yeah, look, you could get a premium corner. I just if they weren't gonna take like a corner like Greg Newsom who went next, and we'll talk about in a sec. If they weren't gonna take a corner, if they like trade the pick. I just don't think you need a third running back. I I don't. I, it's a D for me. It, this must be an Urban Meyer thing. I think he's got something in his brain about schemes and stuff, and I'm going to trust the Urban Meyer process. Get that migraine going. Oh, my gosh. Number 26, Greg Newsom, the second cornerback. Yeah, a corner from Northwestern. Good pick, you know. I mean, the Browns, they kind of swung and missed last year with their cornerback picks. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, You know, I think this solves another issue for him. I think the Browns are not going anywhere. They're that's the best team in that division. I don't care about Baltimore. The Browns are the best team in that division. Solid, solid. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, Minnesota wide receiver. I remember watching Rashad Bateman last year. He dude, dude's a stud. It's he's that's a good pick. He's going to be doing real good, getting two catches for thirty-three yards every other <laughs> game there. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is obviously a run-first team, but but uh, you know what? They needed another receiver. All they had was Hollywood Brown. Yeah, true, true. And then the Saints getting Peyton Turner. They didn't want to wait until he dropped to the third round. They wanted to get him now, lock him up. Yeah, defensive end from Houston. This was where they lost me completely because I I don't know who the fuck Peyton Turner is, but good for them. Um, The pack, Eric Stokes. Solid pick. He's fast. Yeah, number 29, Eric Stokes, uh, corner out of Georgia. So um, this was our last corner taken in the first round. No Asante Samuel Jr., surprising. But uh, Packers, again, they're just this was a smart pick. I think they addressed a need. Yeah, they won that speed. I mean, if he was playing corner instead of Kevin King last year, maybe Packers would have beat the the Bucks. But they didn't. They had Kevin King. He was sleeping. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You got to add corners if you're going to be playing Justin Jefferson twice a year because yeah. that's one freaking stud. 30, Greg Rousseau, uh, edge rusher from Miami. Now, this he one. He fell. He fell way hard. And I. I'm shocked that he fell this hard, but Buffalo getting Greg Rousseau, dude, come on, game yeah. over. Oh, I'm. They got to be happy. They got to be happy they didn't just accidentally pick a running back instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, at 31, uh, Adafe Owe, an edge rusher from Penn State. Is that how you? Is that how you say that? Am I completely wrong? He's an edge rusher from Penn State. Adafe Owe. Um, 
This would have been the Chiefs pick, of course, with some trades and shit. The, the Ravens had it. Um, Chief, the Chiefs won that pick. Yeah, they got an offensive lineman, and the Ravens got a guy of, I, I can't even pronounce his name. Hopefully he does well. Uh, this, I mean, the Raven, Ravens defense really didn't need that much. No. Um, and then the final pick of the first round, take it away, Austin. Joe Tryon, man. He won me a Super Bowl in Madden. <laughs> is that what you have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe that guy's legit. Ed Rusher from the, the university, the, UW, Washington The, the real world. Um, good pick for them. I think this. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the Bucks had a need. They're returning all twenty-two stars from last year. Yeah. This was like the one team really in the NFL that legitimately didn't have to draft anybody. So um, that's the first round, folks. I mean, it, it it was fun. I think this was one of the more enjoyable first rounds that we've watched. Uh, there was some drama, you know. Trey Lance going third instead of Mac Jones. That was yeah. dramatic. Exciting. Justin Fields going to the Bears. Uh, Mac Jones dropping to 15. It, dude, when when Bill Belichick realized that Mac Jones was going to fall to him, he had to have been so fucking happy. He was just rub, rubbing that bag bomb into his knuckles right there. He's like, we're going to get him. Yeah. We're going to get him. Well, so for hot takes, who do you think fell too far? Who should have got picked up in the first round? Um, there are There are two... Maybe three wide receivers, maybe four wide receivers, and this is another stacked wide receiver class, but there are about four wide receivers. I could have seen any of these four going first round. I could have seen Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, uh, Tutu Atwell from Louisville, Rondell Moore from Purdue, or uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. from the Tigers of LSU. I like that. I, I love Tutu Atwell. Yeah, you're a big Tutu fan. Yeah, um, I think it's Sante Samuel Jr. I don't know. There must be something going on that we don't know about that he fell so far, but excited to get into the, this next round of the draft. I'm excited to talk about it in our next episode. So, of the first round, which team do you think is the most exciting team next year right now? That's a good question. I would say the Green Bay Packers because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I would say San Fran San, yeah, because we do real, know who their quarterback's going to be. Do you, we? Now, here's the next question. Does Trey Lance start right away, or does Jimmy G take the ball and run for a little bit? Well, I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan said he's going to kill Jimmy G, so I think um, I don't think he's going to start. Yeah, he'll either be dead or on a new team. You don't know who's going to be alive tomorrow. Damn, sound like a psycho, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, what's with you today? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, you watch the next round of the draft. Yeah, we'll have a whole lot more to talk about when all seven rounds are said and done, and uh, then we'll really get vamping up for next season. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.